Welcome everyone to the special video podcast episode of Brands Tech. We're glad to have you here. So in today's episode, we are highlighting one of the many guests who have come here on the podcast and spoken with us. We're highlighting their story and catching up with them and truly seeing how they've been doing. But without further ado, this episode will begin in just one moment after these sponsored messages. So please stay tuned. Have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast? Perhaps you already have one. Well, if you're looking for a podcast website, look no further than PodPage, a website design tool helped to create a better experience for your listeners. And in fact, my favorite part is that it allows for each guest to have their own dedicated landing page. That way, you can highlight each of your guests and their amazing accomplishments. I'm proud to have PodPage as the sponsor for the Brands Tech Catch-Up series. If you're interested in going to PodPage, go ahead and go to podcast.bkhtech.net slash podpage. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast catch-up series, where I go back and speak with many of my former podcast guests and really try to see how they're doing and just spend a little bit of time catching up and reintroducing them to the former viewing and listening and now viewing audience. And so let me go ahead and take a moment to reintroduce my next guest. They first appeared on the podcast we recorded in December 2020, and they spoke to us heavily about television, the impact it has had, especially within the COVID-19 pandemic. And they even appeared in one of my Brands Tech Discussions episodes as a guest co-host last year in 2021. Please give a warm welcome back to my guest, Tejon Genty. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. It's a very nice team. It's something nice to look forward to at the end of the week. Well, that is really great to hear. And and speaking of the week, how has your week been? How has how has the summer 2022 been holding up for you? It has been random and chaotic. I have had an adventurous week, mostly uh, pertaining to work, being creative with personal projects, and right now ending it all with a podcast. Well, I'm glad that at least that this could be the way that you are ending out this week. And so, like I said, it's just an absolute pleasure to have you back, and I can't really wait to get into this discussion that we're about to have. That sounds amazing. Yeah, we can get started now. Okay, awesome. And so, as I just mentioned in the introduction, you were first on the podcast when we recorded in December 2020, and truly at the end of the year that started the COVID, well, the United States spread of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the virus, and that was such a really interesting and chaotic year. And that even though our interview didn't release until about two um, two to three months later, it still overall was just such a great interview. And I really loved all of your insight into television. And so for you, what has changed between then and now in terms of you? I mean, I mean a lot can change in, yeah, essentially a year and a half almost. Well, actually, yeah, a year and a half. I have been through a lot of things. It's the, uh, I want to say it's an adventure, but you take the good with the bad. 
So I've been through my second sophomore year of, let me start again. <laughs> I've been through my sophomore year of um, college. That was a lot of work. Being a communications major is not as easy as people think it would be. You can learn all the software, like editing, directing, filming, producing, and you will be worn out by the end of the week. I had to direct a few times, and that's not even my favorite thing, but I did it so much that I just got used to it. But what I take from that experience is that I'm glad I now am better with editing software like uh, Premiere Pro. That is really cool. I mean, and yes, I completely know that it can all be extremely draining sometimes. Yeah, someone who has been doing online content creation, well, I mean, you know as well. I mean, but yeah, as someone who's been doing online content creation for six years, it's it's definitely an acquired taste, at least for me anyway. But overall, I mean, I've enjoyed my time with it though and i'm glad that you're getting into the hang of directing so what's your favorite type of project to direct thus far i mostly kind of do my own personal indie-ish stuff i mostly just edit videos i have a thought in my head and i'm like wow i want to do that i mean i could do editing as a skill but primarily i prefer to be a writer because that's more of what i'm aiming towards well, that and voice acting, because I'm starting to actually want to take that seriously. So I want to get my research done and hopefully get a demo out in the near future. That is amazing. And definitely keep me in touch as to how all that goes. Because, I mean, it just sounds really, yeah, really exciting, especially getting into voice acting. But what really got you into, I mean, television overall? Was this something that you've always just enjoyed or have you enjoyed the editing stuff or what really brought you into this whole this whole field well for some people they like as a child they're like i want to be a firefighter and then once they're 18 they're like you know now i want to be a businessman for me i was the one kid who just like watching tv all the time and that kept following me as i grew older because it was like the one constant that gave me pleasure so i was like i want to work in this field i mean i know it's not you know it's not rose-colored glasses, but I still want to work in it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, and even for me, it took me such a long time to know what I wanted to do. And, I mean, even now, you know, years, well, obviously, years later, you know, I feel like I'm still, I'm still learning. And that's a good thing. I'm, I, I always call myself a lifelong learner, and that's truly what I do. And so... So, yeah, I mean, like, my childhood dream was to be a teacher. And, I mean, just because I love knowledge and being able to use it. And so, over the years, I've just sort of shifted a little bit into being able to share this knowledge. But instead of a classroom, it's on, you know, platforms such as YouTube, my podcast, and all of the above. And so, yeah, which led to me being a communication major, although my focus is more on media studies, but overall, have you enjoyed at least these first two years and are you ready for your free junior year? I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, I'm honestly exhausted. And knowing I only have so much little time left before I have to jump back in the stable, I can say I'm stronger now than when I started. I've been through some funny adventures and honestly, one thing I would take away from the past two years more time management. People need to learn to manage their time. 
and be financially literate and that work is unforgiving. It, you, you're on its time, you're on work's time, you're not on your time. Yeah, that is 100% true. And I guess, are you able to go a little bit more into detail? Because I'm really curious as to, I guess, the overall gist of this. Sure. So I started having classes this semester, my spring semester, with uh, the guy who is supposed to be my advisor for my major. And so I had to retake another class I took in high school, the one you and I shared, um, the Intro to Telecommunications. And what was funny is I already had two years of experience. So I was surrounded by a bunch of people who were beginners. And you got you had this whole senior guy who's like, I know how to do producing, acting, writing, directing, the storyboards, the entire spiel we all we all went through. Even the cameras are setting them up. So I was usually the first guy appointed to do everything. So it's kind of like a little trip down memory lane, except a little harder. All I know is you cannot work your computer to the bone and expect them to perform at their highest performance. Yeah, that is quite true. Did you learn that the hard way? Oh, I definitely learned the hard way. One time it caused me an all-nighter because the, <laughs> the app kept freezing and I had to keep doing it over and over. And I was like, I had a bit, really busy day coming, um, coming for me. Wow, that's crazy. And... Yeah, I mean, as someone who started off my first few years, well, at least second, second for probably fourth year of content creation, editing everything at night and staying up until all hours just to get a simple video project done, which in retrospect probably wasn't the best quality. I was still extremely proud of it, but I 100% relate to that. And yes, computers are interesting animals. I mean, obviously they're not animals, but they're interesting technology. And yeah, it, it takes a bit of time to sometimes master them and sort of get a hold of their cycles. Yeah, because like, I think for video, honestly, video is easier than audio because would you believe some of these were like a one, two minute news package and they take you like six hours to work on it. And I'm like, I could have been done if I wasn't trying to be showboating. I had to, I just had to add these graphics. I just had to add this music. I just had to make the footage the way I wanted to, and I would have been done. But what was funny is later on, I had to learn to start using apps like Audacity or Adobe Audition. I'm not trying to be a product placement. Because audio is hard. I also had to take intro to audio. And I was like, I was never that big of a fan of it in high school. I'm not going to be a big fan of it in college. Because what was funny is right before I ended my semester, both those classes, there were two separate classes. Both wanted a podcast as their final assignment. And I was like, nah, that's somebody else I know. That's not my expertise. Well, at least you had been on two of them before. And so, I mean, I guess I sort of could have helped prepare you for, for that inadvertently. I would have called for assistance. My schedule was crammed. You know, um, college is not where you get eight full hours a night or sleep at all. Because I was, I was everywhere. I don't want to go on a tangent, but my finals, were, I had to cram them all in 24 hours. I had a big test. I had an essay I just did the night before, and I had a business plan I had to write out and two podcasts to um, edit and submit before midnight. And I'm, I'm going to keep telling that story because that was a thing. I could imagine. I mean, that is such a 
a large course load for such a little time. And how'd you manage to do it? Did you get any sleep? I usually do get sleep. I do recommend, please, getting sleep. You can take a break every once in a while. It's okay to take a break. Do not be afraid to fail. You will you will do just fine, especially considering well, I'm always an overachiever, so I know I'm going to be fine. No matter how many times the teachers tell me to take a break, I got to take a break. You know, that is interesting. And, yeah, as someone who I guess is a little bit of an overachiever myself, you know, I don't know. I, I have become more accustomed to taking breaks, but I take breaks in my own way sometimes. And so it may not be like the traditional, I know a lot of people are like, okay, as soon as we're summertime for vacation and all of this and that, I, I can't do that. I mentally cannot do that. But but for me, it's like, I try to take different times of the day to just relax a little bit. And maybe if I have to work on a project, maybe work on a less stressful project as opposed to like a do a 50 question you can't go back to the answer assignment before midnight yeah get that because how i manage my time with my work i wrote down a list work i need to do for the week and then i started um separating it by days this is due this day this is due this day you do this now and pick the easier the faster one and at least see which one comes to you. But I usually arrange it by due date. So like it can be difficult all at once, but that's going to have to be the first thing to do. So it's the biggest priority. Yeah, that is quite true. And for me, I don't know. I, I struggle a little bit with due dates, admittedly. And I don't know, not in the sense of turning it in by the due date. That's not a worry. It's more so that I mentally try to do everything well in advance and, you know, have fake due dates on my calendar than that. But I don't know that, that, that whole system doesn't work for me. I have to have the real due dates on there and work towards those, but I do a lot of planning and stuff too. So I usually do hours of planning prior to actually starting any assignment. So at least that way I go full in into the assignment as soon as I'm ready. And I try to eliminate multitasking where I can, so that way I can put full focus and emphasis on each project as I work on them. Yeah, because I, I totally get that. But for me, I did not have that big a memory. I'm honestly starting to get it back. It's improving. So I did what I could do. I spread it out. I had it written on a document. I had it written in my notes, and I had it jotted down on my calendar because I know I was going to forget because I do like several things at a time. But I also really, really had to learn about self-care. You got to take a break, got to remember to eat, <laughs> got to remember to do literally anything else, got to remember to breathe so you don't just go all over the place because that will give you some major anxiety and I have a lot of experience with that. Wow. And I know in 2020, like when we first spoke, I don't know how many listeners out there really know that. I think I mentioned this like once or twice in passing or at some point, but essentially... But essentially, back in 2020, I had made it my mission to eat three meals a day, every day, like, no question. And admittedly, not all of them were in the right spots that they were supposed to be. Like, I, it may have been, like, like an hour apart for some of, some of those days. But nevertheless, I did actually follow through, pandemic and everything, with doing three meals a day. And so that way I could get my body back into the working order of knowing that I should expect that many meals a day. And while 
that's not necessarily a necessity I have in my everyday life now. It's still something where I know it's like, okay, I have not eaten yet. I need to go eat, whether it's just like a snack or a, like a full out lunch. I need to do something to keep and maintain my well-being. Yeah, that's how I started to feel. I started last year. I was more about taking care of my body. So I started changing my dietary preferences. And I started changing a little bit of exercise. Because what's funny is this semester, I was living in a dorm building where I'm on the fifth floor. And, sometimes, and most of the time the elevator would break, so I had to go down the stairs. But I already told myself, you can go up the elevator when it works. And when you're going down to the first floor, you can take the stairs. And my communications classes are four days a week, and they're on the other side of campus. It takes me like five minutes to get there. So that's 10 minutes at least once a trip. But I had to take several trips a day. So you can imagine, I was like, and it's just hot outside. Like, no, it's more walking, more walking, more walking. But I'm a water drinker, so I put I power through. Well, I'm glad that you did power through. And wow, that that is a lot of stairs. And so I guess telling on myself a little here. So when I was, I think it was November 2021, I had stayed at this this hotel and I accidentally got off the elevator on the wrong floor. And so I had to walk down four flights of stairs, like with a giant backpack and luggage. And oh my gosh, that was horrible. And so, and so like curious and dumb question is on your last day, if, when you're moving everything out, did you also take the stairs down with everything? Sparingly, like maybe 1% of the time. Cause we had a, we had a cart and we had the elevator. And mostly everybody else was gone, so I had a little bit of free time to do it. But what's funny is the thing you mentioned about that backpack, when I was going down the stairs all those times, I always had a heavy backpack on. I did not need my laptop, my tablet, and my phone, but I said, no, I want to bring them all because I don't know where I'm going to go next. Yeah, I am the same way. And I call my bag the in-case-of-emergency bag, and so I always have stuff such as, like, my tablet, a laptop bag, whether or not the laptop's in it or not, a notebook, a pen, a pencil, like any medication I might need from like my asthma. I mean, truly, I, I have everything always in my bag with me 24-7 as much as possible, unless like it's nearby because, you know, like you said, you never really know where you're going to go, where you're going to end up, and it, it's nice at least to have your some of your stuff with you, and it's almost like a like a sense of, uh, okay, I can get through this. But at the same time, though, it sometimes can be really heavy to keep carrying those bags with you 24-7. Exactly, because, like, college schedules are unforgiving, so you want to bring everything you need sometimes. Cause maybe sometimes you don't want to go right back to the dorm after your next class. You want to go somewhere in between so the, the commute is less. And you're thinking, like, wow, I'm just, like, so tired of this. But at least I got everything. I don't have to go back to the room every five minutes. Wow. And for me as an online college student, I mean, while I can't necessarily relate with the whole dorm situation per se, I very much am knowledgeable in the fact that that sometimes you like you, you always want to make sure that you're prepared and not leave something. And I always have a fear I'm going to leave something. I don't know what that is. It's just something important that I may or may not need. And so I'm glad that at least you take the extra preparation time to make sure that doesn't happen for you. 
Yep, it is. It's part of being an adult. You got to do things you don't want to do, but you keep every day. Every day is a new day. You got to keep on going. I know it sounds like I'm just reading these off like a pillow or inspirational quote on the wall, but it is true. No matter how much we want to deny it, it's definitely true. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel like a lot of the stuff I say truly just seems very optimistic about everything. And yeah, I, I could easily see that. But yeah, but I mean, that truly is very true. And we were speaking earlier before we started recording about, yeah, I mean, television and the influence it's had on your life, but then that you're not really into TV much anymore. I'm still into it. It's just a lot, a lot happens for my day. So I don't have the time to watch. And I don't force myself to watch because it becomes more of an obligation than a luxury. And if I want to watch TV, I want to watch it because I want to watch it. I want to feel in like a relaxing, I'm going to enjoy. If not, I got to watch this because it's the only time I have. Then I'm not going to remember it. That's why I don't do binge watching because I'm not going to remember what I just watched. Yeah, I completely get that. And while I love sitcoms and I love classic television, I just haven't had the time, really. And even my daily doses of Jeopardy, and even with my nice Jeopardy calendar over here, uh, just conveniently over here today. Normally, it's in another room, but but I, I I don't have time for TV, really. Not saying I don't watch it. It's just, you know, I, I watch it when I watch it, and that's about it. That is true. We are kind of living in a busy world because I like I kept asking people, is it me or is are we just really busy lately? Like even the teachers and the students, like nobody has time to do anything. Because I am kind of leaving network TV for the majority. I don't watch really any of it. Mostly everything I watch is canceled, ended, moved on to a different place or something. So most of my stuff jumps to streaming, even though I'm mad I have to pay a bill monthly for something I'm not even looking at. And that's the worst part, because you're like at school. Oh my God, I have all these shows I can watch, but I don't want to watch any of them. And I'm paying a large bill every single month for something I'm not even looking at. I'm getting back into certain things, but I'm not that big in always rewatching stuff, unless I need something in the background when I'm doing chores. Yeah, that is quite true. And even like for me, I'm still, earlier today, I was just, right before we got on the call, I was catching up on some shows I watch, uh, a drama I had recorded from, I think, April or May of 2022, so a few months ago. And I don't know, I don't feel an obligation to, like, catch up with, like, at warp speed. It's just, I watch it when I watch it. And as much as I love to watch shows when everyone else does, especially since a lot of shows spoil it online, as soon as it happens, it, I don't know, it doesn't bother me, even with movies. I am very big into, well, at least I was, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm behind, and for the most part, and I don't know, I'm kind of okay with that right now. I mean, it's just, maybe it's just me, but it's just, it's not on the priority list as to what I need to get done right now. Yeah, because if I'm not watching, I'm like, are those shows going to help me get a diploma? Are they going to help me get a job? Technically, yes, but not right now. Speaking of, it's kind of funny how you bring about that spoiler thing. Because I don't know if some of your viewers do watch this, but when Euphoria came back earlier this year, that was a hot topic of Twitter like every day to the point where they actually broke the HBO Max app when the season premiere happened. And it was funny because like that's a certain kind of show you don't want to miss because either you're into it at the time or you watch it later 
but you definitely cannot, I repeat, cannot be online. Could you like, I can't even go on the Google News. I can't go on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, et cetera. Could you like, nope, I don't want any inch of spoiler. Otherwise I gotta watch it now. And I'm like, you do not wanna have to make the time to watch that. Yeah, that was me with the last two seasons of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. And I tried my best, for the most part, to watch all the episodes when they came out, because I knew very well that the episodes were going to come out, well, the clips were going to come out immediately to Instagram, like 12 seconds, like at the first commercial break and every commercial break. So it was like I, I tried my best to stay on top of it. But, I mean, what's hard about all these shows is that a lot of them assume that you're watching it right then and there, which a lot of times people aren't, which I guess also can help serve as a promotion to watch on the network as opposed to watching it on streaming. Because if you watch on streaming, even on Hulu the day afterwards, it's a day late and everyone's and you're behind everyone. So I guess the push is, hey, watch it when it's on and don't miss it. But if you can't, but if you have to miss it, here it is. You're just going to be left out for a day or so. It's kind of funny because I check certain celebrity social pages. And if they're talking about the show they're on, they usually refer to going to the streaming app sometimes. But when they tweet, when they tweet, it's um, about watching on the network. But when it's like in their bio, they're like, watch it on Hulu or something. Which is funny because Hulu has a lot of power right now. Yeah, that is quite true. We're in the age of streaming, and yeah, I've had several, of course, podcast episodes with about that. You were on two of them, and you know the two we did. And I mean, it's it. This is the year of this is the year of heavy streaming, and I, well, the decade of heavy streaming, and so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about what this means and 2030. What how everything's going to be in terms of of media. I mean, we're in an ever-changing field. And for someone who, at least for me, who's a media studies for you and television production, I mean, we're right there into this vastly changing field that's changing right now as we speak. And so, I mean, how does that feel to you that you're, that you're like in history sort of? And I mean, even if you're not necessarily directly like, you know, like working at Hulu or working at Disney or something like that, but you're still, you might mean like you're in the field of, of today. That is a pretty good question. And I say that because all this stuff feels like I'm at a buffet and I have literally any option to choose from, but I'm just really not hungry right now. So I'm like, why am I even here? Like, why am I scrolling around for food when I could just be sitting and relaxing? I don't want to eat the only thing right now. Maybe I want to watch a clip of something. Maybe I want to read a news article about something I watched. But I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Because me personally, I flip back and forth between Hulu and HBO Max because I prefer their content better. And I say that because I think they get a lot of attention because they not only have originals that are incredibly critically acclaimed and mainstream appealing, but they also have an on-demand library of old shows and movies and et cetera that people actually want to watch or that they can get access to. But here's a trick. This is where they beat Paramount Plus and Disney Plus. All that stuff is not, all of it is not nostalgia based. Some of it is now, some of it is recent. Yeah, that is quite true. 
And I, I always love a good original show. Don't get me wrong. I am full into nostalgia, spinoffs, revivals, continuations. At least the existence of it. Whether I watch it or not is another story. But I'm at least very fascinated into it. And so, but, but to see something original is like Hallmark. I'm not Hallmark the company. I mean, it just is a Hallmark. Where it's just like, oh, this is something, it's a new concept, and it's working. Or maybe it isn't working, but I mean, it's a step in the right direction. And so I really can't see, wait to see where we go over these yeah, these next few years. And as we're wrapping this up, I mean, is there anything else that you would really like to say, highlight, or anything else? And I mean, like I said before, this is just so great to be able to catch up with you and all of my other guests who have come back on for these yeah, video catch-up interviews. It's, it's such a pleasure to speak with you, but in a little bit more of a casual environment than we did the last time. Yeah. It's uh, kind of, it's probably really speaking at a good time right now. If I had any last words, it would be to tell everyone to take care of yourself and don't watch something because you feel like you have to. It's okay to take a break, maybe jump off social for five minutes. Streaming, I feel like may be the future on some level. Network TV can only last so long, but it's what everybody can have. But honestly, TV is always changing. It's changing for everybody in taste and style and location and preference, but it's it's okay sometimes. But we're gonna, we're all gonna be good. We're gonna be fine. So make sure you want to watch it because you want to, not because you have to. That is quite true, and such a fitting way to end out this catch up. And like I said, it's just such a pleasure and honor to have you back on my third time speaking with you on platforms. And so, Tejan, thank you so much for everything, for coming on the first two times, and then for coming back here today. And like I said, I just can't wait to continue catching up and, yeah, I mean, really go from there. So thank you again. You're welcome. It was pretty awesome to be here again. I like catching up. At least uh, it gives me something to do with my day. That is, that is quite true. And... I can wholeheartedly agree to that. And so for those of you watching or listening, thank you all so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. And I'll catch you all later. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And I'll see you all next time.